0: Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of Across Storied Lands. I'm your host, Jordana Manchester, a Canadian-born writer, travel advisor, and anthropology enthusiast. Each week, this podcast will feature themes around travel, culture, and the human condition. But first, I want to acknowledge that I'm speaking to you from the ancestral, traditional, and unceded territory of the Squamish Nation, proud descendants of the Coast Salish Aboriginal peoples. Now that we've acknowledged the ancestors and living keepers of this great land, let's dive in. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. And if you're returning to the Across Storied Land studio, welcome back. So how are you? Are you keeping safe? Healthy? Are you staying close to home or venturing further afield? Well, it seems that COVID-19 is waning in some places, but it absolutely seems to be skyrocketing in others. If you tuned into episode 5, you may be well convinced to take a hard pass on travel for now, which is totally understandable. My family and I have been doing little camping trips within our own province. A couple of weekends ago, we road tripped, took ferries, road trips and more to a beautiful little island nestled in the Salish Sea called Hornby Island. It ended up being a bit of a disaster as camping with a toddler can be, and the weather didn't exactly cooperate, but we have some great stories and we had some amazing adventures. So if you're grounded from international travel, but are fortunate enough to live in a province, state or county with little or no COVID numbers. Now is a perfect time to explore your backyard. There's nothing quite like looking at your own hometown, province, or state through fresh eyes. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's to never take human connection, time with family, our health, or the privilege of travel for granted ever again. I know for myself, my new life motto will become, just take the trip. Admittedly, Trip Inquiry for my business has been rather quiet, unsurprisingly, for the coming months. As we edge closer towards fall and threats of a second wave hang over our heads like a threatening thundercloud, travelers are definitely rethinking their usual sunny winter escape plans. But I am noticing an uptick in requests for destinations that promise wide-open landscapes, deeper connection with cultures, my personal favorite, and what my clients consider, or what I like to call, far-flung destinations. I absolutely think that now is the perfect time to finally draft a blueprint for that epic travel experience. You know, the one that you've been dreaming about, the one that you've pinned to your vision board or put off, the one you've been saving up for. And if you don't have some dreamy storied to land to keep you motivated throughout your workday, but you know that you need an adventure once you feel comfortable enough to pack a suitcase again, I have a handful of far flung destinations that may inspire you to start planning. My clients continuously return from this destination and say the same thing over and over again. Uganda is one of the most underrated African nations. Its natural beauty, biodiversity, cultural diversity, hospitality, and lack of tourism crowds make it an ideal destination to explore in the next two years affectionately known as the Pearl of Africa, Uganda is a utopia for nature lovers from all corners of the globe. So it really shouldn't be a quick trip. There's far too much to explore. The Bwindi Impenetrable Forest, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, is home to several mountain gorilla families. Over in Queen Elizabeth National Park, you'll find tree-climbing lions. And in Kabali National Park, just east of the Renzori Mountains in southwestern Uganda, More than 1,200 East African chimpanzees call this region home. While Uganda is still one of the most popular gateways to visit the mountain gorillas, due to the expense and limitation of gorilla permits, as well as rigorous conservation efforts, you're not going to experience a tourist overcrowding like you would in places like South Africa, Kenya, or even Botswana now. Uganda is also home to some 50 different cultural groups that speak 50 different languages. It's also home to one of the world's largest exotic bird populations with over 10,000 species. And with Rwanda, Burwindi, and Tanzania to the south, the location of Uganda makes it perfect for a multi-country expedition. 185 years ago, on board the Beagle, A very young Charles Darwin spent five weeks collecting samples and documenting his observations in the Galapagos Islands. Those few short weeks inspired Darwin to write what was arguably the most important and most controversial academic book ever written. The Galapagos, a collection of 28 volcanic islands, is located at the confluence of three ocean currents, creating unique on-land and marine ecosystems because of varying degrees of cold water. A UNESCO World Heritage Site, this far-flung destination is home to the giant tortoise, marine iguanas, blue-footed boobies, and 17 other marine and avian species not found anywhere else on Earth. Now keep in mind there's a wide array of itinerary options, from 4-5 four- to day cruises to longer 10-14 to day expeditions around the islands. So it depends on how much time you have, but more importantly, the number of islands that you want to explore, and of course, what kind of budget you're working with. Anthropologist worth their salt has probably visited, studied, and experienced the uniqueness of one of the world's most rural nations. As a budding anthropologist myself, Papua New Guinea has long been on my wander list for a number of reasons, linguistic diversity being one of them. Much of the population lives within Indigenous communities, making it one of the most culturally diverse places on Earth, with over 850 different languages spoken there. Located just north of the Australian mainland, but just south of the equator, despite its small geographic size, you can still find over 200,000 species of insect, somewhere between 11,000 and 20,000 species of plant, and over 650 resident bird species. Now, Papua New Guinea is not a destination for the luxury seekers. Nearly half of the country lives without running water and electricity, especially in the more remote locations. And Wi-Fi it's a pretty pricey luxury. But for the true explorers, Papua New Guinea offers a rare opportunity to experience, participate in, and be welcomed into one of the world's oldest, most performative, and most fascinating ways of being. Unfortunately, it does have an, a reputation of being unsafe, but like most places it's the capital that hosts the most crime. This trip takes careful planning. And it's not somewhere I would recommend traveling independently without having some solid plans in place first, not only to ensure your safety, but more so the quality of your travel experience. If you truly want to get away from it all, the Scottish Highlands are where you go to escape to be awed to be inspired to write that novel you never thought you had in you, to hear bagpipes reverberate off of lush hillsides, to savor peaty sips of Scotland's liquid gold, and most importantly, to wander without purpose. With its endless castle ruins marking time past and walking paths that snake through weeping glens, past forlorn locks and amidst towering mountains, the bitter winds of the Scottish Highlands may feel unforgiving at times, but you'll never feel more alive or part of such an ancient and beloved set of traditions. Now, when you first land in Scotland, it may be difficult to resist the urge to meander the medieval streets of Gothic Edinburgh or marvel at the modern meat's industrial heritage of Glasgow. But if it's truly isolation that you seek, the Scottish Highlands are the perfect place to spend your nights cozied up in a charming thatched cottage and where you can spend your days trouncing around the mists in search of fairies. Lesser known than its more trodden neighbor to the north, South India, and always standing in the shadow of the glitzy spotlight-stealing Maldives to the south, Sri Lanka more than lives up to its affectionate nickname, Pearl of the Indian Ocean. Let me expand your imagination a bit. Think palm-fringed beaches along azure seas, lush rolling hillsides and shades of green you didn't know existed, punctuated with tumbling waterfalls, spectacular ancient heritage sites, an abundance of unique wildlife, a complex and very diverse cultural history, intoxicating flavors and aromas, and a hospitality so warm and inviting you wonder why you waited so long to visit. The city centers may be heavily populated, but there are plenty of places to escape to in Sri Lanka that offer quiet respite, no crowds, and a rejuvenating cultural experience. Hill Country was one of my absolute favorite places to visit, specifically the Santani Wellness Center. I spent my days enjoying Ayurvedic massage and practicing yoga, and my evenings were spent on my balcony overlooking the jungle canopy. Sri Lanka has been marked with tragedy in the last year and a half. But having traveled there just six short months after the Easter bombings, and with their COVID case numbers hovering somewhere around four countrywide, Sri Lanka should definitely be a serious contender for your 2021 or 2022 travel season. Jordan is the perfect far flung destination for post pandemic travel. This Middle Eastern gem went into a swift lockdown back in February, has only seen 11 deaths and currently has fewer than 185 cases countrywide, which is fairly impressive with a population nearing 10 million. The current entry requirements are extremely rigorous and will most likely continue to be so far into the next year. Which means if you finally want to fulfill that dream of seeing a lost city of Petra, or glamp at Wadi Rum, sip tea with the Bedouins, snorkel off the coast of Aqaba and the Red Sea or explore the Roman ruins of Jerash, now is the time to start planning. And because of his proximity to Egypt and Israel, it's pretty common to include all three if you have more than a couple of weeks to spare. This will of course depend on how the other two nations fare after Covid. But if Jordan sounds enticing, the time to start researching is now. Bhutan is a nation that has always captivated me for a whole host of reasons. One, because there's an air of mysteriousness to it, and another because Bhutan focuses heavily on tourism management, which is supposed to make it one of the most naturally pristine places on earth to explore. The Bhutanese government requires 60% of the country to remain forested for future generations, and as it stands right now, over 70% is forested. I think one of the draws to Bhutan is that it's not a destination for the budget backpacker, which is why the sustainable tourism model is so successful here. Travelers are required to pay a minimum tariff of 250 US dollars per day. Now this sounds a little expensive, but it's actually an all-inclusive tax which includes accommodation, food, transportation and an official guide. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for anyone traveling on a moderate budget. Now what all this translates into for the traveller is a more authentic, cultural albeit cultivated experience and less tourism density. Bhutan provides access to some of the world's most awe-inspiring hikes through the foothills of the Himalayas, visits to truly pristine natural parks that haven't been over trounced by safari trucks and careless tourists, visits to quiet temples that proudly showcase ancient belief systems, and a warm, welcoming and happy people that are proud to share their Shangri-La with outsiders. do you know about Georgia? No, not the controversial American state, but the spectacular country nestled between Russia to the north and Turkey, Armenia, and Azerbaijan to the south. If the answer is not much, don't feel too badly. For whatever reason, Georgia is only just now creeping into the consciousness of travelers looking for more isolated destinations. Georgia offers the wide-eyed wanderer historical complexity, language diversity, chiseled mountain scenery and an unmistakable sense of community. It also happens to be one of the world's oldest wine producers, most famous for its Separavi wine, an acidic Tantelier type grape, which is what gives the wine a very deep rich red color. Now, besides its 8,000 year old winemaking legacy, Georgia has a pretty healthy number of UNESCO World Heritage sites, something you definitely expect from one of Christendom's oldest countries. A blend of Russian and Persian architecture awaits you on the cobblestone streets of the capital, Tbilisi. But if it's wide open spaces and jaw-dropping scenery that you seek, head up deep into the Caucasus Mountains for a village stay and enjoy sweeping views, a charming rural lifestyle that feels a touch medieval. And make sure to visit the 6th century Chawadi Monastery and be prepared to enjoy unforgettable Georgian hospitality. That's it for this week's episode of Across Story Lands. On the next episode, I'm gonna be stepping away from the topic of travel, throwing on my anthropology hat and exploring a racial and social construct called tokenism. If you're a person of color living in a predominantly Caucasian society like myself, you've probably experienced tokenism firsthand. It might've been in your career, in your friend group, on your college campus or somewhere else. And I'm really hoping this episode speaks to you. If you're not a person of color, this is a great episode to learn about the dangers of, of tokenism and find out if you've been contributing to it and what you can do to avoid it. And if you have any personal thoughts on the subject, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to send me an email at jordana at storylandstravel.com. If you'd like to read some of my more personal content, you can find my personal blog at urbanxenophile.com. And for all my travel-focused content, storylinestravel.com is where you'll get your travel fix. As always, I'm proud to host my podcast across seven platforms, including Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. I know many of you are listening to me on Spotify, so hit that subscribe button so you're notified the moment a new episode drops. And if you've been enjoying the content so far on on Across Storylands, I would love it if you left a review and shared with a friend. Thanks again, and remember, in a world where you can be anything, be kind.